Good afternoon. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it is time for The Art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I'm your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business, and whether you are a health food store manager who's exhausted after a day of making other folks feel better, like Linda, or the board vice chair of one of the nation's most thriving convenience store chains, like Howard, we're here to bring you the sage counsel of business masters and to help your career and business. Today's episode is entitled, The Art and Profit of Company Neighborliness. Yes, today we're going to discuss those most beneficial and fulfilling ways for a company of any size or type to poke its head out of its own plant doors, raise its sights, and and, uh, find the beautiful neighborhood made up of those folks and fellow businesses that uh, surround you. And and this brings the questions, you know, how do I reach out, how do I work with local governments, make my firm valued, and uh, how do I become a friendly force in the community, and is is it worth it? Well, fortunately... We have Mr. Mark Wilson here to help us. Mark Wilson's retail roots delve back uh, to into the Civil War, and uh, his own uh, retail experience has rollercoasted from Zenith to Nader and always bounced back to Zenith these past 35 years. Back in the days when hair was a lot longer and our culture held a conscience, Mark was the uh, globe's largest distributor of earth shoes. Oh, yes, many of us remember. How about that? And Mark, ah, yes, Mark joined Bridges in Georgetown and in 12 years took them from nine to 109 stores. He walked away as VP of operations and then he took hold the handlebars of the bicycle exchange, a superstore chains. Um, and put them in the fast lane, it, it gets better. He opened thir- 83 Circuit City stores. For Crown Books as VP, he ran 250 stores for them. He's even run uh, an energy-efficient store in Texas, funded by Ross Perot. And today, Mark has bundled his vast sales and retail knowledge into the Wilson Consulting Company, which he resurrected in 2010 from the Family Archives, and he counsels small towns and independent merchants uh, on how to flourish. So, in short, if you need to sell something, you better call Mark. But before we solve all your outreach and community relations, let me take a few moments and supply you out there with a few utensils for our Feast of Insights. First, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you individuals hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself the most important rank you'll ever hold. Will this be the day that you reach out and start a conversation with someone you've never seen before? Or will you just keep your earbuds in and continue a life of self-absorption? The choice is truly yours. Secondly, it is time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from 101 Best Business Quips book. So let me pull it out here. I am thumbing through. Ah, okay, this is it. This is it. Number 54. There's not enough wine in all of France to get me to sign my company's own standard contract, but I'm always thrilled when somebody else does. (laughs) As an afterthought, of course, getting the most out of any contracted party is just sensible commerce. The trick is to know when an offering 
uh, of a little bit more will elicit a favorable response. The goal is to appear neither Scrooge nor Sap. And the third utensil, uh, perhaps we should call this one the retail swirler spoon. We will give you uh, right now, uh, now the, the answers to last week's business quotation. And today, before we leave the air, we will broadcast another quotation, and we invite you to email the name of the author, as you believe him or her to be. Just simply write info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you are right, we will give you a gift and announce your name on the air. The author of last week's quote, was the individual who said, in answer to the report that the peasantry had no bread, no bread? Let them eat cake. She was none other than the French queen of compassionless charm, Miss Marie Antoinette, wife of Francis King Louis, who developed the ultimate trickle-down economy. You all know trickle-down, the, the belief that you should give all the cash you sweated to make to those on top because they don't how, how to spend it better than you do. But, but I, I digress. Let us dig into today's fist feast and call upon the expertise of Mr. Mark Wilson, who has now 11 states that he is helping on the way to um, have the small towns and the independent businesses grow profitably. Mark, how are you doing today? Mark? Hello, Mark? We have a little trouble here. Forgive us, we're having a little technical problem. Um... I wanted to just talk a little bit to Mark. Mark has done some amazing things. If he can hear me, I'm going to ask him to call me in again and um, and to join in whenever he gets a chance. Um, anyway, Mark uh, has, a, has a consulting company called the Wilson Consulting Company. And what he does is he goes out to the various towns and helps independent merchants take on and realize that they do not have to collapse to the chains. He's done an excellent job with this. And um, so I know that, that uh, we'll all enjoy hearing from him. We're, uh, I should, I should uh, say that uh, we are right now, right where I sit, we are having a huge electrical storm. So I hope that we can continue with this. But uh, we, are, we shall move forward with great vigor, as we always do. Business is the whole realm of overcoming challenges, is it not? So we will come on again, and we'll bring Mark on very shortly. In the meantime, let's talk this little bit about being a community neighbor. Now, I know that many of you here feel that it's uh, it, that the business of business should be held to its, to its own, particularly if you, you think that you don't deal in the community. Well, I'll tell you right now, uh, recently, we at Prometheus Publishing gave, uh, took, uh, gave a big show, took a sponsorship in our local Chambers of Commerce's business showcase. This was something that uh, was, ex- was expensive, and we put the sponsorship in, and, um, it was, it, and yet it turned out to be a very good thing and brought us many customers. Mark, are, are you able to uh, hear me now? Mark? I do not seem to know. Uh-huh. I see the this is this ain't technology grand folks. Here we go. Mark is trying so desperately to come back on. He keeps making the call and for some reason, um 
I push all the little buttons and everything seems to be just marvelous. And uh, then there you have it. Uh, nothing seems to come on. Anyway, let me continue, if, if I may be so bold, if, if you will forgive my frothing on a bit. I want to tell a little bit about this, about the idea of a business showcase. Now, we all have been to trade shows, and we take a table, and, and you know. But we decided this time we were really going to go all out. We had been to the the International Book Expo. We'd been to, to Singapore. We'd been to the big Javits Center in New York. And we really put out all the stops, all the efforts, the same amount of, of work that we did um, and the same amount of sponsorship that we did in this local uh, show on this local showcase. Mark, you able to hear me now? I just don't know what is it. Excuse me, folks. You'll have to forgive me here. Uh, I just do not. Uh, Alrighty, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, anyway, we took this show and um, it. Uh, and it worked out very well. People came to it. People flocked to it. And I think we did a few things right and a few things wrong. Number one, the show did something right. They got a huge band. It was one of these Beatle imitators bands. They put it on the showcase. And I've got to tell you, a little music, a little entertainment, people enjoy being entertained. And if you're, so if you are going to give a show or put something out, and this is in your own business, if you're going to, supposing that, for instance, you're going to invite the community in and um, you, you want to bring them in to, to see your plan, go ahead, spring for a little, have some entertainment, and it does not have to be connected with your business. Of course not. You can just keep um, coming in and... Um, bringing forth the entertainment as best as you possibly can. I, um, and also, I think that you, uh, when you give something, I remember um, Bloomberg news segment said that they sold so well because they had more than just business out there. So uh, I think that we're going to, uh, I think that everybody needs to keep putting their, uh, that mind is mindset of a little entertainment. This is your community. You're part of the. You're working with part of the people in it, and I, I think that's that's very important. Uh, secondly, if you uh, are a local business, that is, if you're dealing with someone locally, I think it's very important that you uh, reach out in. To, to the government, to, to the local things. Now, and the idea is you think, oh, God, these are the guys who, who just come in, the, the, the local government, like all government, just uh, come and bothers me, you know. And uh, I don't know. Uh, we have had Mark come on, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully we'll be able to hear him. Let's see if we can get Mr. Mark Wilson. Mark, can you hear me? I, I'm afraid we're having a technical glitch here. And, um, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I'm terribly sorry to, to keep running off here, and, uh, but we're, we do the very, very best we can. And, uh, so, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to, to try something special here. Uh, we are going, 
this is this is you get this is a little lesson in business problems. I do not seem to what I do not seem to be able to get Mark to call in, uh, have his call in show up on our show. So why don't I call him and let's see if if we can uh, bring him on yet another way. Business is the whole idea of finding challenges. All righty now. So here we go. Seven seven seven. Uh, uh, da, da, da. And we're going to call him. If if he cannot reach us, probably hopefully we can reach Mark, and um, we'll see how that works. So, so, uh, recently, uh, another thing that I have seen work very well is that. Uh, Somebody has, has developed a uh, local supplier, and I have seen when you when you do this, I think it's a good idea. You you have a, you have an opportunity. You have vertical. Um, you have a sort of a vertical monopoly going on, and it does seem to um, it does seem to work. In other words, you, think about this: if you're a restaurant and you have a local wine and you want to bring them forward i uh and and so you bring them into your restaurant this is this is great and yes of course you put the little sign on and you make a uh, and you put a nice thing by the door but i think uh you have to remember that partnerships within the community need to be shown people want to see where everything comes from so why not invite the person in to have a wine tasting to work on with that and to uh, to have have that winemaker come in, show how it should be done, invite people, have a party, and also find his address list, find out all the people whom he sends out his missives to and his publicity to, and unite your publicity, have a big connection through the wine tasting, pair it with food and so forth. That it it's one of these things that seems so obvious and so straightforward, and. Uh, now, but you say to yourself, well, all right, I'm not a restaurant. What should, what am I going to do if I'm not a restaurant and, or I'm not a, I'm not, I'm a B2B. I, I just run, or I run a manufacturing plant. Well, George Wurst, who runs Soundview Paper, said, uh, that in, in today's world, you cannot just come out and give a, um, uh, give a lecture to uh, I mean set down a plant and uh, go before the board the board of uh, directors give a lecture say these are this is our community and leave I'm sorry you can't do that so what um, you're going to be in connected with the community whether you want to be or not so what George has done is George has done a couple of things and I uh, think these these are things that you might want to follow number one you put on uh you have an open house and but i've seen an open house again uh provide a little entertainment but have uh, set certain people uh aware in each department to take it through uh to take individuals through and you might want to uh i've seen this done you might want to segregate the groups that come out uh potential investors are one thing and that may work very well for you and uh, to have them come in as a separate group, have the public come in, have school children come in, and in each case, give this group 
its own mentor. That is, don't just shepherd them from department to department. Give that group their own mentor, take them through, and in each case have a little gift, a little token or something that they can carry away and give them. It doesn't have to be uh, magnificent, but you want, and please do not make it the company brochure. Uh, if you if you make cans, have a little can with uh, something on it. If it does, or you can just simply, it, it could be as basic as uh, a a little uh, a little bag, a little bag with your name on it, to, with with some chocolates in it. Whatever you see, what I'm getting at here. And ladies and gentlemen, I think that uh, we are now on this very show itself. Uh, not only is are we having a great deal of trouble uh, connecting with Mark, but we seem to be having a great deal of tr- uh, trouble. Let me try once more, just to see if we can get hold of Mark in any way. And if you are there, Mark, please sing out. I do not know what has happened. So, we're going to, uh, not only that, our own show is fading here. So, I'm going to ask uh, that we, at this point, uh, give a little uh, give a break, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to move on now to uh, give us a few, tell you a little bit about it. Uh, since we've come to the midpoint of the show, which I'm, hello, Mark, that has not uh, been as successful as it might be, and uh, due to Mark's presence. But um, anyway, we this show, which usually runs a lot more smoothly than I must have told you, it's uh, is uh, comes to you from Prometheus Publishing, the creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides, and you may visit Bart'sBooks.com and explore a wide worth of wealth of business tools there. And Prometheus Publishing would like to uh, have those of you who are weathering this this day's show with us. Bless you for hanging on. Uh, we have two books that I think might be of interest to you. Number one is called Super Teams, and it is a book penned by noted managerial consultant and author, Dr. Paul Marciano, in which he tells how respect for employees unleashes profits. Also, we'd like you to take a look at So That's How They Do It, which is a guide that reveals how business masters bring fulfillment to themselves and success to their companies. And further, if you like today's business quip, uh, please be sure to visit www.bartsbooks.com. You can sign up right there and have them delivered to your door weekly for free. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, and those rather bizarre folk who do not reply, let us get back just briefly to talk a little bit about uh, being a community neighbor. One of the things that I've heard Mark say is that if you're going to uh, make a, a series of gifts or you want to reach out and in terms of charitable giving through your community, it doesn't hurt to have a theme because what you're trying to construct here is your as, as someone who is interested, look at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They have, um, of course, it's on an international scale, and but they have centered it on education and helping literacy and improving uh, the access to materials. Of course, it's connected with their show. I, I mean, with their uh, company. But that's not really the point. They have set themselves up. They have set their 
focus of what they're interested in is this. If you uh, have a bicycle shop, of course, you can work to set yourself up as someone who is interested in nutrition. You can set yourself up as someone in the arts. But why not make it a passion that is truly yours, something that you yourself have been interested in your whole life, you the owner, or you the people of your firm? And it doesn't hurt to even get together and help plan this as a strategy. And then pick a few charities where the amount of money that you give will make a great difference. Now, uh, giving to the American Cancer Society is a very lovely and thing, and it's something that heaven knows the curse of cancer hangs like a specter over all of us. And I, I just, uh, I have, we all have friends who are suffering this heinous disease. But it's not a place where your gift, your financial remuneration, is going to crack things wide open. There may be a church. A food pantry, if that's your interest, or there may be an art center where the amount of money which you are able to donate will bring you a little bit of distinction. And I, I don't mean this in um, a selfish sense. I just mean that it's, you might as well let people know where your interests are. Someone has to connect the author with with the deeds, and it really has to be you yourself. Now. And as we, uh, and this is, uh, we all want to be be working with that and um, be giving giving people what they need. And I think we all feel a little bit plagued by charities. This is why I think to be seen as a sponsor of something important really helps. And uh, now there is a, one thing that, as the local business who gets set up this up, this is just a small caveat. Many of the small town shops or people who deal locally feel drained because they become the prominent resource that gets hit up for everything from the high school yearbook to the uh, to the 5K K run for saving the starlings. And I think that uh, the the best way I have seen this ha- handled is I've seen one or two local hardware stores set aside a small amount that they know they can be counted on for these gifts. But again, their major giving goes back to something that is what they believe in and what they are, are sponsored, are, are known for, which in, this, in the case of the hardware store happens to be uh, an artistic one. And uh, they are the ones who support the local art center and the history center as well. Now, I, I know that... Um, Mark is a great believer in web presence. Mark Wilson has told me many times that you cannot just let this, um, you, you cannot just say, well, I am a local store, and therefore uh, what I'm going to do is uh, just work at hard, you know, getting all the local people. The average person who owns a smartphone looks at that phone, checks it 120 times a day. I know those of you who have high school students may feel it's closer to one, 120 an hour, but that's the, the daily average. People uh, are looking to shop, to buy, to get connect with things that are near the nearest to them. And you have, so it is nothing for a customer to, to traipse over three towns away and go right ahead and um, shop elsewhere 
uh, shop outside these things. You, in other words, your customer base expands far beyond what you think of as local. People are now shopping everywhere. So there's two two aspects of this that I've seen Mark Wilson suggest. Number one, he says you have to develop a good online shipping presence, and if has to be complementary with what you have in your store. If you have a store, you have an independent store, you have a resource for people to come and see. You, This is something that no hourly wage person in a chain store can compete with. You have an expertise, you have an experience, you have something that people want to uh, have to help them make a purchase decision. And this is, uh, so you have that, but you also want to be able to develop a wide reach. And here's where something like a, a good web presence that pictures the, the store, the physical plant on it, and then lists well and uh, in full lighted color and art the, the features of the products you sell, that will take things forward at a great pace. Ladies and gentlemen, I see that we are not only having trouble with Mark, but we seem to be having our trouble here. I hope you've been able to get something out of today. I have had fun chatting with you. And uh, so as we begin to round out our show, I'd like to leave you with today's business quotation. Who is it who said, when I see an over-polite merchant who begs customers to take a little brandy and then throws half his goods on the counter, Thinks I to myself, this man has an axe to grind. <laughs> now, as a hint, the American historian and congressman who invent, uh, was the person who invented that final phrase of our quote. And think back about to early 1800s, and no more hints. I'll let you dig it up for yourself. And remember, if you know the author of those quotes, just uh, write the quote down as best you remember it, add the author's name, and we will read the winner's name on the air and to, to and put a name and send you a small gift so please do not forget to sign it when you email it into info at bartsbooks.com that's info at b-a-r-t-s b-o-o-k-s dot com finally as a parting shot in the words of my wife's husband when you have nothing to say either say nothing or hire yourself out as a keynote speaker <laughs> ladies and gentlemen as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you. Good afternoon.